For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Dear listeners, welcome to the Kodesh Family Church, Philadelphia, under the leadership of Bishop Dag Heward Mills. This denomination has grown with over several branches all over the world. We are excited to come your way with the anointed word of God, which has the power to heal, deliver and save you. Stay tuned as we receive God's word through his servant, Reverend Gilbert Fleischer. Is Saul also? Is Kofi also? Is Emmanuel also? Is Samuel also? I don't know who you, are, who you are, but whatever, just put your name there. They would ask that, is that person also amongst the elite group that is doing something spectacular? That shall be your story. Amen. You see, <laughs> we, 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 Christmas is just coming, isn't it? I was going to say Christmas has come, but Christmas is just coming. And one of the things that we celebrate in Christmas, of course, the birth of Christ, is we talk about Mary and, you know, the good things. Now, one of the things about, about Mary is that when she was given a prophetic word, she did not say, you know, this thing, I don't think it can happen. She didn't think that this thing will be impossible. I mean, you think about it. A lady or a woman who is a virgin, who has not had any beloved, has not had any boyfriend, has never had anything to do with a man, and suddenly you see this vision or you receive this word that you will be pregnant by the power of the... It's very hard. But what she said was that let it be according to your word. And that is what got her there. Amen. So our role is to believe that this word that God is given to our prophet is a word for us. Yes, believe it. That it shall be asked in 2020, 2020, that is, is or am I amongst the prophets? Am I really amongst the prophets? Because something very particular, peculiar is about to happen to you. Amen. Stand to your feet right now, everyone. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. And I want us to pray just for two minutes. This is my prayer meeting. Put your hand on your heart and, and pray for your heart. That your heart will grab this word. Your heart would embrace this word. Your heart would, 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 would believe this word. And that in 2020, you will live to see this. You will live to see this. You will live to see this. You will live. To see that there's somebody here that will be haunted with, 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 with fear. You go to bed even afraid that will I make it to 20? You will make it to 2020. And 2020 will be a different year. Pray. Begin to pray. Everyone, lift up your voice. Come on, I want to hear some prayer. Yes, Lord. Oh, touch our hearts. Let our hearts believe. Let our hearts embrace your word. Let our hearts engage your word. Let our hearts hold on to your word. Let our hearts be like the heart of even Mary who said, let it be according to your word. Let it be according to your word. Let it be according to your word. Not what we think, not how we think, but according to your word. Oh God, help us. Help us by the Holy Spirit. Come on, lift up your voice, everyone. Everyone, everyone, everyone. Come on, praying. Oh yes, it shall be said of you. Are you also, what has happened to you? What has happened to you? Something good, not something bad, but something good, something good. Something good would happen to you and people would wonder. They would say, are you also counted amongst the elite? In the name of Jesus, it shall come to pass. 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 It shall come to pass in the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, sometimes when God gives a word, okay, the moment he gives a word, that is the moment and the beginning of real battle. Yes. Some, some people feel or think that when God has given you a word, then it means go sleep. Yes. No. It's the opposite. When God has given you a word, it is like um, a, a, a hen. Uh, that is hatching its eggs. That is a time to now sit and brood over the eggs. Now, some of you don't know, don't know what I'm talking about. Because in, in a developed world, 
um, chicken uh, gotten from eggs that are, yeah, they, 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 are, they are done by machines. But where I come from, or where I grew up, yes, a, a, a hen will give, you know, lay eggs, maybe 10, 12, and they will sit on it, keep it warm. They won't depart from it. If they depart just for a short while, then they'll go and sit on it. Because the, the eggs have to be kept at a particular temperature over a period of time, specific period of time, before it hatches and then the chicks come out. So shall be your story. It is time to brood. It is time to sit over your eggs. It is time to sit over the pregnant word that God has given to you. And it shall come to pass. Lift up your hand one more time and begin to pray. Begin to pray that you will, with all tenacity in the coming days, be a person of prayer. Be a person of prayer. Even sitting on your eggs, brooding over your eggs, and, and keeping them warm, brooding over the spoken word that is given to you, so that it shall come to pass. And it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. For in 2020, it shall be said of you, are you also among the elite? Are you also among them that are counted blessed? Are you also amongst them that are, are counted so blessed with the hand of God upon them? That shall be your story. Come on, pray for yourself right now. Right now, just 30 more seconds. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself that you'll be a person of prayer. One that will wait upon God in the coming days, in the, in the coming weeks, just a few more weeks, the year will end, that you will hold on to God's word until the very end. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place. We give you praise. We give you glory. Speak to us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Our verse for the week, Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 19. Quickly, Habakkuk 3, 19. Amen. Are you tired standing? It's good to stand. Habakkuk 3, 19. It says, the Lord God is my strength. And he will make my feet like hinds feet. And he will make me to walk upon my high places. To the chief singer on my stringed instruments. This even aligns with what we just prayed about, isn't it? That's, what, that's what's going to be your story. So what, what, what are hinds feet? Hind, a hind is actually the female deer. All right? Deer are very swift. And one of the things that helps them is their, 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 their back legs. It's very strong. It's very, deer are very strong. In fact, if you, if you happen to by mistake hit a deer, your car is damaged. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, they weigh sometimes up to 200 pounds and, and maybe more. You see. So a hind's feet, it's strong. They can jump. It's said that they can jump eight feet. Yeah, and they are very swift. So when God says that, the Bible is saying that God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet. He's talking about making you agile. He's talking about making you swift. He's talking about making you smart. He's talking about making you, you see, one of the things a deer has to do, they are very elusive. I'm a deer hunter, so I know. I mean, you can, you can, very smart. You can hunt for days. You won't even see one. And the day one appears, they will appear at some angle that you can't even shoot. Yes. I've hunted a couple of times this, this season. Hunting season. I haven't killed a deer. Ah. And the closest I came, they appeared. I'm watching them because this is where they normally appear. And they suddenly five of them just appeared behind me. And I was stuck. The only way I could turn was to make noise. And then they went away. So very elusive. Is able to maneuver the forest. It's able to maneuver dangerous spots and avoid enemies and do well. That shall be your story. I said that shall be your story. Lift up your hand and say that shall be my story because God is my strength. Amen. Let's say this verse together. Habakkuk 3.19 The Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet. And he will make me to walk upon my high places to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. Habakkuk 3.19. Let's say it one more time for the last time. Habakkuk 3.19. The Lord God is my strength 
and he will make my feet like hinds feet, and he will make me to walk upon my high places to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. Amen. Put your hand on your heart one more time. Ask God to speak to you. Ask God, tell God, God, my heart is open. My heart is open this morning. Speak to me. Speak to me in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say amen. amen. Please be seated. And thank you for standing for a few minutes. Good exercise, isn't it? Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Father, thank you so much for all these offerings in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Are you here? So, I believe that we would have a few programs during the season, okay? We'll have, I don't know exactly all of them yet, but we surely have a Christmas party coming up soon. And um, those of you promise you'll be, you'll be there. We have made arrangements with you in mind, so don't, don't, don't throw us under the bus. And I believe that we'll also have some other spiritual exercises. There's going to be a carols night. Um, and I think one way or the other, we'll find a way of also praying. It's very important to pray. Yes. You must be scared not praying. Yeah. You must be very afraid if you don't pray because it's not a healthy thing. All right. So let's continue with what we have been talking about, and that is how to be led by the Spirit of God, isn't it? And we've come to the point where we've seen that Bible says in Proverbs 20, 27 that, that the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. Isn't it? So your spirit is what God uses to enlighten you. So we've been talking for the past few weeks. I think we interrupted it last week. We did something different. We're talking about how to develop your spirit. How to develop your spirit. You see, in any relationship that you have, okay, the thing that connects you to that relationship or the person you are relating to is the thing that you need to pay attention to. You see, let's say you have a, a group of friends that you, 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 you hunt with, for example, all right? Hunting is a link. So if you want to be connected to them, then you have to develop your hunting skills and things about hunting, isn't it? The thing that connects us to God is our spirit. It's our spirit. That is where you get born again. It's your spirit. Ezekiel, Jeremiah prophesied about that years before it happened. God said, I will give you a new spirit. I'll take the spirit in you and I'll put in a new spirit, a fleshy spirit that I can ride on. Yes. So it is your spirit. That is why the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Isn't it? When you get born again, your tie didn't change. Your color didn't change. Your, your, your weight perhaps didn't change. But he says you are a new creature. So what is new about you? It is your spirit. It is your spirit. It is your spirit. Man is, man is a spirit. He has a body. He has a soul and he lives in a body. Man is a spirit. He has a soul, and he lives in a body. Amen. So it's very important. Your spirit, you need to develop because that is, that, is, that is what God is using. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, not the soul of man, not the body of man. The spirit of man is the candle. That is what God uses to enlighten you. So we've been talking about developing your spirit. When your spirit is developed and is sharp, God can use it. Yes. When you are developed, your spirit is well developed, God will use your spirit to help you in many, many situations. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, we started talking about the steps to develop your spirit. And let me say again that all the steps or the, the procedures that you need to follow to develop your spirit are all word-based. They are all related to the word of God. They are all related to the word of God. They are related to the word of God. God is going to help you develop your spirit through the word in diverse ways. Amen. So if you don't like the word, and you don't read the word, and you don't spend time with the word like you, 
Ask your, your neighbor now, is the pastor talking about you? I didn't mention any name. <laughs> yeah. Because most Christians don't read the word. The only word they ever get is word that the pastor said. That is why when pastors are even lying, you still imbibe it and embrace it. You never check. Yeah. Is it not true? Because you never check. So the word of God is very important. Everybody say the word of God is very important to my spirit developing. And just like how if you want to develop your body, you go through rigorous processes and exercises and routines. It's difficult. It's difficult, isn't it? It's a lot of hard work. In the same way, if you want to develop your spirit, you have to go through procedures and routines and exercises that are time demanding, they are energy demanding, and same thing. If you want to develop spiritual muscles, you got to do what you need to do, just like if you want to develop physical muscles. All right? So the first thing we spoke about was meditation on the Word of God. Meditation on the Word of God. The meditation on the Word of God. When you meditate on God's Word, you spend time with God's Word. Meditating on God's Word, it builds up your spirit. It builds up your spirit. It builds up your spirit. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of, my, out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and you will have good success. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So that is how to develop your, your spirit by meditation. By meditation. Step number two is Practicing the Word of God. Practicing the Word of God. If you want to develop your spirit, you need to get to the place where you practice God's Word. It's not enough to hear God's Word. It's never enough. You must practice the Word. You must do what the Word says. You must do what the Word says. Huh? If the Word says that, be anxious about nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. And then the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and your mind. Huh? Philippians 4, 6, and 7. You got to practice the whole thing. Don't fret. Don't fret. Don't fret. Don't fret means don't fret. There's nothing more to it. Don't fret. So when, you know, anxiety comes, you tell yourself, I refuse to fret. It may go away for five minutes. It will come back in six minutes. I refuse to fret. Practice it. Practice it. Practice it. Practice it. Just before I walked in here, I was thinking about something. And I said, I refuse. I refuse. I reject this thing. Yes, I reject this thing. Yeah, I practice it. And we practice the totality of the scripture. Be careful for nothing. That's only one part. Huh? Then he says, but in everything by prayer. Prayer is another part. The other part is thanksgiving. You can't say you are not fretting and your face is so squeezed and you look so melancholic. Yes, those with melancholic temperament. <laughs> when you fret, it shows on your face. It's not enough saying I'm not fretting. Smile. How do I smile? Make yourself smile. <laughs> Make yourself smile. Yesterday we were talking at the, um, at the, at the convention, we were talking about the understanding the demonstrations of the Holy Spirit. And, and yes, I was talking about laughter, joy, 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 joy. Sometimes when you are in church or you're in a meeting and somebody is filled with the spirit of laughter and you're just laughing, join them. Instead of looking at them, what's wrong? Is this person crazy? Just join them. How do you join? Join them. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Start in the flesh. It will end up in the spirit. Sooner or later, you see that the Holy Spirit will enable you. You start laughing, a laughter that cannot even be reconciled. Yeah. That's one of the things Bishop was preaching about. 
or praying about this morning. We don't have time to pray about everything you prayed about this morning. There are good things you pray about. Yeah. When the Lord turned our captivity around, we, we became like them who dreamed, isn't it? Our mouth was filled with laughter, with laughter, with laughter. Yeah. There are some of us we don't laugh. There are some of us we don't know our laughter. I know my wife's laughter. I know it. <laughs> Pastor Kobe knows his wife's laughter. Pastor Eugene knows his wife's laughter. Yeah. It's her birthday today. We'll pray for her. It's nice. Yeah. Some of you, your laughter is not known. It's recorded as unknown. Unknown laughter. Yeah. There's no laughter in your house. Your house is always tie your face. Stiffness. It's as though you are on a perpetual quinine drip by mouth. There's no sweetness in your house. But that will change. Because God is going to take you into another company. People will be amazed. You will laugh and they'll say, hey, who is that millionaire laughing? Who is that millionaire laughing next door? That shall be your story. The prophecy you believe is a prophecy that you would experience, isn't it? So practice the word. Everybody say practice the word. Number three. So we ended in number two. Isn't it? Number three. Number three is give the word first place. So meditate on the word, number one, developing your spirit. Practice the word, number two. Number three, give the word first place. 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 Not the order. Very important. If I, when we get to point four, you see how important even the order is. It's the order. You meditate. The meditation even helps you. Because as you meditate, that may as observe to do. It helps you in the doing. Isn't it? So you meditate. Then what was the second one? You practice. Then you come to the third point, where now you make the word of God first. It should have first. It should have first. It should have first. Proton. The word of God should be first in your... You should get and train yourself to the point where when you, you, you get to a point that anything happens, your first reaction is, what does the word say? 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 What the word does the word say? You see, you may be wondering, oh, Pastor, how can I get there? We can all get there. You see, when something is full of a thing, okay, when you squeeze it, what comes out is a thing that is full of. If I took a foam, okay, and I put it in maybe white paint, all right, becomes saturated with the paint, the white paint. If I squeeze it in any way, what comes out? Uh, it's white paint. What comes out of you when you are squeezed, pressured, is what you are full of. Some people, when they are, when they are pressed, the thing that comes out of them is curses. Ah, do Christians curse? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask your neighbor, do you know any Christian who curses? And you know some Christians who curse? Yeah. When you are annoyed, you wonder, that are they born again? It's true. See? Wives should not be cursing their husbands. A wife that curses husbands, you are not, you are not filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying husbands don't annoy. Husbands could be one of their most annoying things. How many wives are here? Say amen. amen. Wives, husbands can be annoying. <laughs> A lot of husbands can be annoying. But that does not give you the chance or the right to insult a husband. Any wife who insults a husband, you, you, you need a revival. Yes, you need to be born, born again. Yes. Something has to change about you. It doesn't matter how annoying the man is, you cannot insult. 
The pressure on you. The pressure on you. And the thing that is coming out is a direct reflection of what you are filled with. If you are filled with the word, when your husband is annoyed, you may, you may be quiet. If you are filled with the word, when your husband is annoying you, you may walk away. Not rudely. <laughs> because some of the walking away is even worse than insults. <laughs> but instead, you walk away and go to the bathroom and start praying. Father, help my husband. I come against the demon that is trying to work through him. The evil spirit that has come upon him, that is making make him behave this way. Father, help him. Take away the foolishness from his heart and let him be a good man. Yeah? That's a spiritual wife. Not that the one that... You see? And wives, I mean, women are very strong in their mouth. Men are strong with their fists. But women, their defense is their mouth. Don't go into an argument with. By the way, I don't know how I got to this, but you are blessed. <laughs> it's free marriage counsel. Let's come back to our topic. What are we talking about? Give the word. The word. First place. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. Proverbs 4 and verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. What do we have here? It says, my son, my son, created he both male and female. Don't be deceived when you read the Bible and you see my son. It means also my daughter, my son, my son. Attend to my words. Attend to my words. Pay attention. Let my word be priority. Let my word be a priority. Attend, attend, attend. Turn to your neighbor and say, attend. This is what it means. Attend to my words means pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. You see, in the natural, in the natural, our response or our reaction to God's word is not usually the first. You see, for example, if you had a headache, the first thing that occurs is let me take some Advil or Tylenol, which is okay. Yeah. I'm a physician. I prescribe Tylenol and Advil, and I take one if I have to. But when you are attending to God's word, you have trained yourself and trained your spirit, your first reaction is, this doesn't belong here. By his stripes, I was healed. By his stripes, I was healed. By his stripes, I was healed. There's a very strange story. I don't know whether I should read it because I don't know whether everybody would understand. But let's look at it. Let's look at it. In Second Chronicles 16 and verse 12. Second Chronicles 16 and verse 12. Look at it. Second Chronicles 16 and verse 12. It says, And Asa... Or Asa, in the, in the 39th year of his reign, was diseased in his feet. Until his disease was exceeding great. Asa was king, right? Lady Pastor, is that right? Look at what the last part says. Yet in his disease, sought, he sought not the Lord, but the physicians. Verse 13. And Asa slept with his fathers and died in the one and fortieth year of his reign. Now, this is not to say that when you seek a physician, you are wrong or in sin. Then my work is a very sinful job. Because Monday through Friday, I sit and write scripts or organize people who sit and write scripts, as I do often now. 
Yeah, then it's a sinful job. Okay? But what this is actually saying is this, that, that Asa did not put the order right. And that is what God wants us to. And let me give you just one reason. How many reasons? Doctors are limited. With all the signs that physicians have and advanced medicine, especially like in a country like this, there is still a limitation. There are many incurable things. And no matter even how it is controlled, at the end of the day, it inflicts complications on the body. Think about all the chronic illnesses. At the end of the day, it has an impact. Yeah? Take, for example, hypertension. Hypertension. That's why now they treat hypertension very early. They have this pre-hypertension status. As soon as your blood pressure hits, you know, like 140, anything 149, you get, start getting treated right away. Even for some people earlier, if they had other comorbidities, they would start treating right there and there. Because research has shown that even little elevations in your blood pressure, every time your blood pressure goes up a little, it damages your blood vessels. So medicine is so, so limited. So why don't you rather start with the one who has no limits? <laughs> and then take your medicine. Yeah, on top of that, take your medicine. And then at the right time, you will be told not to take medicine. Listen, if you're on medication, don't stop. It's foolishness to stop taking medication. When Jesus cleansed the lepers, he said, go and show yourself for a certificate of clearance. Don't stop taking medicine. I mean, charismatic Christians like doing that. Don't stop taking medicine until the doctor says stop. I'll give you a story. We're not talking about healing, but let me give you a quick story. Kenneth Hagan had, a, a, I think he was a pastor that he prayed for, had diabetes, was on insulin. All right? Had to be giving himself insulin shots. And Kenneth Hagan taught him the word healing, and then he said to him, you know, God has healed you. Man believed it. And in fact, Kenneth Hagan said he started registering lower blood pressures and all that. He said, don't stop taking the medicine. Now, one day, he was driving, and an insect came into the car. Be careful when insects come into your car. And he was like, and then he lost control, and he went to hit something. It was a very minor accident. But they took him to the emergency room. In the emergency room, as, as usual, they just make money off you. When you come in, even if you have pain in your little nail, they will take blood and all that just to inflate the bill. They took blood and everything. And then the doctor came back and said, your sugar is very, very low. Why, why is it so low? It's abnormally low. Are you okay? He said, oh, I've been taking insulin for my diabetes. He said, no, 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 you're going to kill yourself. You should not be on insulin. So it was clear. No more insulin. And that was it. That was it. That was it. That was it. Amen. So when you keep God's word first, all right, what it does, it builds you up. Of course, it's not going to come in one day. But as you practice it, as you practice it, get comfortable with it. You get more and more comfortable with it. And God's word becomes priority. You must know the word to know that what does God say about this? Yeah. If you don't know, just Google it. <laughs> or ask somebody, what does God say about God has everything to say about everything. God has everything to say about students. God has everything to say about husbands. God has everything to say about wives. God has everything to say about pastors. God has everything to say about young ladies. God has everything to say about young men. God has everything to say about drug addiction. God has everything to say about homosexuality. God has everything to say about everything. There's nothing that God has nothing to say about. And you should ask yourself, what does the word say? Put in God's word first. Let's finish Proverbs 4 quickly, and then we close. Proverbs 4, 20. All right? So it says, my son, attend, 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 attend to my words. My son, attend to my words. Then he goes, says, incline thine ear unto my saints. 
Incline thy ear. What you hear must be God's word. Inclining denotes a, a conscious effort to lean towards. Yes. Yes. If you watch Pastor Eugene in the front, I see every night he inclines to his wife. It's, it's a special conscious effort to hear what is she saying. Pastor Kobe was going to do the same thing, but when I stopped, I started saying, then he pulled back. I'm going to make sure the pastors don't sit in the front anymore with their wives. Church is now a romantic session for them. Are you here or you've gone home? I said all that to wake you up. So when you incline your ear unto something, you see, and God is always saying, God is always saying things. You see, when you read your Bible, he said something. But even as you are going, especially when you start meditating, you see that every day he's saying something. He talks to you in the shower. He talks to you when you are driving. He's always saying something. And he's saying that, always incline. Incline thy ear to my dynamic voice. His voice is not static. His voice is not static. God's voice is not static. God's voice is not static. God is always saying something. 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 God is always saying something. If we ever get to speaking in tongues, we'll talk about it. That's why speaking in tongues is good. Because the Bible says, when I pray with my spirit, my, my understanding is unfruitful. How being the spirit, I speak mysteries. Mysteries. Mysteries unto God. Your, 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 mind be, your mind becomes quiet. Your spirit is praying. You see? And then you begin to hear messages. Because it links you directly to the Holy Spirit. To the Holy Spirit. Incline that ear unto my saying. Quickly. We're reading up to 22, 21, 22. Go to 21 quickly. Practicing God's word, putting God's word first, isn't it? Let them not depart from thine eyes. You must see the word. 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 You must soak yourself so much in the word that when you close your eyes, the word that you see. When you close your eyes, what do you see? You see a rejected, dejected, poverty-stricken, life-beaten person. What do you see? When you close your eyes, what do you see? Do you see somebody suffering from something that runs in the family? It's like my grandmother had it, my auntie had it, my second auntie had it. Every, every woman gets it around the same time. So when you close your eyes, you see yourself at the age of 45 getting it. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? What you see is important. You must see the word of God. Let not the word of God depart from your eyes. See what God says you are. That is what you need to see. Every time, every moment, your vision must be what God says you are. He says, I'm a conqueror, I am a conqueror. He says, by his stripes I was healed, I'm healed. That is what I see. I see myself in what God says I am. What God says I am, what he says is what I am. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you excited about God's word? I said are you excited about God's word? Lift up your right hand and say I am what God says I am. Say my picture looks, uh, looks like, exactly like the biblical picture. Whatever is written in the word is what I am. Is what I am. Come on, give the Lord a shout of victory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then he says, keep them in the midst of thine heart. Keep them. Keep them. Keep them. That word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. When God's word is in your heart, you can't sin. When it's in your heart, it directs you. You cannot be a, a some way Christian. Yeah. When the word of God is in the midst of thine heart. It's in the midst of thine heart. It's in the midst of thine heart. It directs you. It prompts you. Yes. When God's word is in the midst of your heart, marital problems and quarrels will cease. Because even when they arise, you will seek peace. 
Yes. You see that it's nonsense and useless to be arguing about non-profitable things. Eh? The word of God in the midst of your hand. Then 22, last verse, look at what happens. It says, for they, for they, the word of God, alive. It would have meant a totally different thing if the scripture ended there. For the word, they are life. Then it would be so broad, everybody will have it. But not everybody has it. Because it, 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 it applies to a particular group of people. Note what it says. And to those that find them. And to those that find them. You have to find it. It's hard work. Bishop Haidepo says, faith is hard work. It's my father. I love him. One of the fathers that I love. Yeah. It is hard work. It doesn't come by eating Dunkin' Donuts every day. Listen, I have nothing against Dunkin' Donuts. It doesn't come by eating Kenke every day. It doesn't come by watching um, 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 movies all the time. It doesn't come that way. No, no, no. It doesn't come by watching series. Movies, series. Series one, season one. Series two, season two, season, and then it just keeps by the time you realize you spent, you sat behind the TV for 12 hours. Useless. You wasted 12 hours of your life. Watch movies, but be selective about it. Yeah. It comes, it is life unto those who find it. You got to find. I said, you got to find. You got to find. You got to find. You got to wake up in the morning and find. You got to put away your stomach and find. You got to be on prayer lines to find. You got to find. It, it, it comes to those who find them. Life. 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 Everything that pertains to 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 life. It comes by finding. Yesterday at the convention, I was telling, I think yesterday or the day before, I was telling the, the people that, that this is the difference between us and the great men of God, like Bishop, Bishop Dark, our Papa, Kenneth Hagan, Bishop Oedipo, and all those. That's the difference. It's a level of engagement. That's it. That's it. Because we, we read the same Bible. But they are engaged on at a higher level. That is what brings a difference. When you engage, the higher you engage, the higher your dividends. The higher your dividends. I said the higher your dividends. Because they are life unto those that find them. Find them. Find them. There's no partiality with God. The Bible says that with God, time, time happens to all. Time happens to God. Time happens to God. Come on, stop being, you know, complaining and whining about your situation. Your situation is, is well, can be well under control if you will rise up and begin to also put in time. Put in some time. I'm saying put in some time and you will reap dividends. Yeah. Be tired of every year as December comes, every year as, as December approaches. Oh, next year will be different. I feel it. It's not, it's not just about feeling. It's about doing. It's about rising up and finding. Yeah, otherwise 2020 will end the same way and you will not have tasted a thing, you will not have felt a thing, your situation will not have changed even one bit. Yes, it's about finding. It's about finding. And look at the last part. It says, and health. And health. And health. And health. And health. You see, when you watch people who are very engaged, there's always some freshness about them. When you watch Bishop, yeah, even compared to the work he does, you, you feel that he should be so worn out. But he's always fresh. He's always fresh. If you watch him praying, you know, like even this morning, the way he's praying at 57, charge, praying like a young man. And he's young. 
I said he's young. Yeah. When you get close to some of these, you see, there, there's always freshness. Freshness. Even though they are older by age, they look even younger and nicer than even younger people. Yeah. Because there's fle- freshness to their flesh. It's health. There is health. There is health. I said there is health. I said there is health. Daily word and taking in the word and finding the word every time. It's like taking antibiotics every day. No infection can come near you. No infection can stay in your body. No infection will stay within you because it is health. It is health. But you got to find it. You got to find it. I said you got to find it. I said you got to find it. I see you even putting God's word first. I see you attending to his word. I see you inclining your ears to, to, to his word. I see you making it not depart from your eyes. I see you even keeping it in the midst of your heart. And I see you even finding the word of God because of that. And it becoming even life unto you. Zoe, the eternal life, you begin to enjoy it. Because the Bible says, by these precious and great promises, we become partakers of the divine nature. That is how you will begin to even partake of the divine nature. By even, even connecting to the word. Come on, give the Lord a shout of victory and glory to his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet, everyone. Stand to your feet, everyone. Stand to your feet, everyone. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift up your hand and begin to bless his name. Give him praise, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. Give him praise for his word. Give him praise for practicing his word. Give him praise for you meditating on his word. Give him praise that his word has become first. First place, first place, first place, first place, first place in your life. In the name of Jesus. Put your hand on your heart one more time. Put your hand. We put our hands on our heart because our heart is our core. Our heart, as you put that on your, your hand on your heart, your physical hand, symbolically, we, we, we are touching even our spirits, our inner man, the inner man, and that's the key, Eat, sleep, the one pray. that has to be developed. Eat, begin to pray sleep, that even these things, these Eat, three steps, sleep, will begin trade, to take baby. effect that's in your life, in your spirit. Come on, begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Jesus. 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 Yes. 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 These words. This word that you spoke into us, Lord, even about developing our spirits, will not just be theory. It shall not be theory. We shall not just be hearers only, but we shall be doers. Doers of your work. Doers of your work. Your work, which is your word, which is work. Doers of the work. The work. The work. The work. The work. The work. We will meditate on that. Come on, say to yourself that I will meditate on the word of God. I would even put God's word first. I will practice God's word, and I will put God's word first. Come on, pray that prayer on your heart. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on up. Thank you, Lord. Come on, lift up your hand and give the Lord praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ashes, help me here. Thank you. Come on, lift up your voice one more time. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Believe it, believe it. Thank you, Jesus. For those of you who may be confused and you are wondering, is this a church that is okay? It's okay. These are manifestations of the Holy Spirit. These are manifestations. They are gifts. Prophecy. Tongues with interpretation. Prophecy. 
prophecy. Thanks with interpretation. Bible says that prophecy is to edification, exhortation, and comfort. First Corinthians, with First Corinthians chapter 41 and 2. For edification, exhortation, and comfort. That is the word of God. Thanks with interpretation equals prophecy. 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 God has a choice. He says, I am the Lord. He says also that that which he has prepared for a year has not heard. Eyes have not seen. Jesus. Yeah. And there are many things says that is in store for us in the coming year. Father, we thank you. Lift up your hand one more time and give him praise. Give him praise. Thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are here today, please don't look around, don't leave, don't walk around. If you are here today and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, number one, you're not sure if you are born again. You're not sure where you would go if you were to die today. Or number two, you know you, you gave your life to Christ a while ago, but you're not walking the walk. You're not, you're not, you're, you're, you know it yourself that you are not as you should be. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. You shall be restored. You don't have to wait till 31st. Get restored now and change. Lift up that hand. Let me pray for you. Anybody like that here, lift up that hand. Lift up that hand. Lift up that hand. If you mean it, come to me now. Quickly. Quickly. Come. 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 You raise your hand. Come. Come to me. Don't be shy. Come to me now. 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 Not afterwards. You raise your hand. Come to me now. Come to me now. God wants to restore you. God wants to restore you. God wants to put you where you should be. Come to me now. Come to me now. Come to me now. There's a gentleman. I think you raise your hand. Come. Don't be shy. I won't force you, but come. I want to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you that you died for my sins. Thank you for the dear love that you have for me. Lord, I love you too. Thank you that you waited for me all this time. And finally, I'm returning just like the prodigal son. I ask, Lord, today that you embrace me like you embrace the prodigal son. Thank you that I will walk with you. I'll be closer to you. I will serve you. I'll be dedicated to you. My deliverer, my healer, my savior, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Put your hands.